Welcome to Welcome to Life of Nduati. Uh back again. Um yeah, it's been a while since I last recorded, probably a month. But yet so much has happened. So where do I start? <laughs> I guess I'll quickly touch on well, the trip to Bali with friends, close friends. That was really good. I enjoyed it. But what I didn't enjoy <laughs> was the bloody wait at the airports. And Jetstar always being two hours late, both sides of the trip. It was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and usually I'm late to the airport. I've missed a few flights, as some of my cousins and close friends might tell you. And for once, I'm actually right on time, get there way in advance, line up, get to the departure lounge, you know. Flight is meant to leave at, say, 8.45 p.m., and we leave at freaking 10 o'clock. But considering the current chaos, I'm not whinging anymore. I'm just happy I managed to get there. But yeah, Bali was good. I like travel because travel is a form of escapism for me. Well, for, for pretty much anyone, to be honest. I think that's why most people travel. So they can live another life temporarily out of their day-to-day routine. And so Bali was short and sweet. It was four nights, but considering I got there so late on the first night, it was really three nights. But was was just was 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 fun, fast but fun, you know. Too short but memorable, you know. And you've got good friends in a foreign country. It's always, you know, moments that you that you'll cherish. Um, and you know, especially when it's a guy's trip, you know, it's. One thing I like, people ask me, do you have an itinerary? You know, what are your plans? What are you going to do there? We literally had no plan whatsoever. We just <laughs> wanted to get there, which we did. And once we got there, uh, you know, it was pretty much swim, eat, drink, party, repeat, and a few adventures in between. But it was still the best time, you know, and... I like saying sometimes the plans are, are the best plans are no plan. We didn't do any tours, we didn't do any, you know, Ubud or this massive, you know, schemes that people make when they go on holiday. I, I know all credit to them, you know, I'm sure those are those are good as well. But I like that we just are happy to enjoy each other's company. And um and it worked out for the best. That said, we actually did do a lot. Between our resort you know, a few beach clubs in between. Got to Kangu, which I've never been, and I was glad to get there and see the world's largest beach club called Finns, which is <laughs> it's 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 its own experience. I won't go into details. But it was really good. Um the best part of that was well not the best part, but the memorable memorable part of that was I had some ointment. <laughs> Kinda like deep heat or Vicks for those back in Kenya. And the reason I only picked up this ointment was because on our way to Kangu, my friend loves rugby league. So we found this local sports bar that shows rugby league. And while watching rugby, there was this really long bearded uh, Indonesian local guy staring at us. And at first I was a bit, and I had to say, I was a bit, a bit spooked because he looked, you know, he looked, he looked like trouble. But funny enough, he was just looking at us as customers. Because next thing he approached my one of my friends called Daniel, had a chat, and and then offered him a massage, 
which you not normally get in a sports bar, you know, in the middle of the afternoon. But the, now this roll-on effect was when Daniel got his massage, I also decided to have my massage because why not, you know? We've been running around late nights, early mornings. I was like, I need some stress relief. So he gives me a massage, and part of the deal is you have a massage and you get this secret local herb ointment that helps with muscle relaxation, etc., etc. Pretty much their own version of DP. And I had that in my bag. Anyway, fast forward, we go to Finns Beach Club, and as we're leaving, they take a video of me doing a little dance. And as I was doing that, I dropped my bag, forgetting that that little jaw ointment was in the bag. So anyway, I finished my dance, and we leave the club happy, happy-go-lucky. But as soon as we get in the little van that we were using, the whole thing smelt, as my friend said, like a bomb detonated of deep heat. So, <laughs> yeah, we drove back from Kangu to Seminyak, smelling like we just had, you know, the deepest deep heat herbal therapy massage ever. And, yeah, we smelled like, you know, like paraffin, to be, <laughs> to be honest. So we just, yeah, we needed a shower after that before we could go back into public. But what I'm trying to say is, small moments like that make holidays worthwhile. It's not so much the partying, but just the the company and the, the jokes and the, yeah, yeah, and the experiences, including a little beach shack I showed my friends along the way, close also within Seminyak. It's not always the big fancy clubs with the flashing lights and smokes, smoke screens. Sometimes the little little places within Bali that that make the difference. And there we had, you know, little kids come and do a little traditional dance with, the, you know, tiger dragon masks or the dragon outfits. And, you know, you give a little donation. And funny enough, they're the best seafood ever for pretty much a tenth of the price you pay at the fancy hotels and right off the beach. Things like that are, are why I travel. Experiences like that. So anyway, yeah, Bali is all fun. Um, minus the, <laughs> minus the, 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 the trip back again, which was painful. Again, another two or three hour delay with, you know, sitting on, on the ground at airports. But I won't, I won't go on and on because right now people can't even catch a flight, you know. Flights are being cancelled left, right and centre. And this is what happens when borders are opened all of a sudden with no preparation in advance. And that's life. So that's Bali. <laughs> it was good. And when I say freedom, I mean even small things like, you know, taking a motorbike ride at four in the morning back to your hotel. That doesn't happen in many parts of the world. So, you know, it's things like that that make you feel that you're doing, that you're living rather than your day-to-day -day routine. And I think that's why I like traveling in general. Um, yeah, that's Bali. Um, moving on, lots of other stuff has happened in the last oof, in the last month and a half, two months. Uh, Boris Johnson just got kicked out literally last night. And <laughs> the, the only reason I'm amused, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't really take sides in UK politics, but Really, when I think about it, he got kicked out because he held a party during COVID. And yes, oh my God, you know, that's the end of the world. And yes, it's not right. But I laugh because only in, only in first world do leaders get kicked out for holding a party. Oh yes, and having one of his ministers grope other men and who happens coincidentally to be called Pincher, which makes it even more funny. So yes, he had a cabinet minister called Pincher who groped men in a private party about four or five years ago. 
those two things combined have brought down the leader of the UK. And I know some people are offended, but to me, I'm like, wow, that's that's what it, you know. That's the difference between first world problems and third world problems. Back home, or most African countries, I won't even say back home. You got leaders, you know, embezzling millions, sometimes billions of dollars to their own personal finances, and they're still in power. The UK, someone throws a party <laughs> during COVID, and has a minister called Pincher groping people, and he's out. That just, I don't know. For me, the world is funny. That's all I have to say about Boris. I, I kind of miss him, you know. He's, I think he's the last of the, what do you call it, uh, exuberant leaders, you know. The people who keep you watching the news, you know, like Trump was. Boris was probably a milder version of Trump. But, you know, they're out-of-the-box out characters. Life is boring when you got, I don't know, old conservatives who toe every single line and are 100% politically correct. I just find politics and news gets boring. So I will miss him as a character. And to be honest, the UK have had so many prime ministers go in and out. Ah, I've stopped. I've stopped caring. What else is going on? Uh, I did watch Genius, the Kanye West documentary a while back. The only reason I bring it up is because I was always mixed. I'd always had mixed feelings about Kanye. I, I liked his old music, but I thought he was a bit full of it and, you know, full of attitude. Which I'm think I'm sure most people do, but I challenge you to go watch Genius, the documentary on Netflix. It 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 documents his life before the fame, and the relationship with his mom, and how hard this guy actually hustled <laughs> to get his name out there, and that gave me a newfound respect for him, regardless of what the media and most people might think. So I'll just say go go watch Genius, and what I liked about Kanye is he didn't he didn't mince words about his greatness or his potential which many people find offensive. But when you watch the documentary, you understand why. He, he, he fought hard to get where he was. And, you know, mental health problems down the track. It, the, the third part of the documentary is actually a bit sad. But the first two parts really show what made him Kanye. So, yeah, go watch it if you get a chance. And uh, <laughs> I can't finish this podcast without talking about Wimbledon. Uh, I'm just, everyone knows what's been going on. Well, most people do. And I'm just loving the whole attention on Kyrgios right now. I've always liked Kyrgios for his tennis and also his, his entertainment slash his attitude. Some people get put off. That's fine. But I think he makes tennis a bit more exciting. You know, wouldn't be talking about him if he wasn't exciting. Love him or hate him. And I'm so glad he's in the final. <laughs> Especially because of all the media personalities calling him out for being a brat, etc. However, if you actually take the time to watch his, I'll specifically point out his post-press conferences since his last few matches, since the third round, fourth round and quarterfinal, watch the press conferences. He's actually got a, a lot mature and level-headed since. And I think he knows he's on the verge of greatness. And that's, that's kind of brought him down a notch. But he still has that bite back. And I hope he never loses that. We live in a world where anyone who speaks out too much is suddenly offensive. And that gets freaking boring. So that's it. Team Kiros this coming Sunday. Have a good one.